Back in the booth. Where are we? Back in the booth. This feels strange. Back in the booth. What what am I? We back in the booth. What are you? Are I'm you, back in I'm back in the booth. Are you alive? I don't know, but I'm back in the booth. You remember that in Age of Ultron when Ultron comes alive and he's yeah. like, Are you alive? He's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we're back. In the booth. In the booth. We're back in your living room. Yeah, man. It doesn't change much. I actually know it's been here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been me. Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. Yeah, man. Here we are. Here we are. Breaking the law. We're not, though. Breaking the law of humanity. I mean, I guess in that way. Yeah, the ordinance has been lifted here in Texas, so yep. we're allowed to be around people again. And boy, are we ever. We are. I mean, some of us are. Like, some of us in um, the wrong way. About the looks of the park across the street from your, your crib, it's of most of us. Man, fuck that park. <laughs> that park is packed, fuck dude. There are so many people. I've never seen so many people running. They don't even like the park like that. That's the fucking thing is like, before this all happened, there was no one out there, bitch. Like it was, it was people out there, but not like that. It's like a fucking music festival out there right now. It's fucking stupid. Like, it, what the hell? People are having like picnics in May. In hot ass May. In Houston, nigga. Wh- why? When? How? Not, not even in what? the shade. Like they're not even under a tree. <laughs> they're just hanging out under the midday sun. That's crazy by regular standards to yeah. have to picnic in May in Houston. It's mm-hmm. just on normal shit. Like, just, no. No one's doing that. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, how have you been? I've been good, man. I've been watching a lot of TV. Me too. Uh, playing a lot of video games. Uh, what, are you, what are you playing? I'm playing um, RPG right now. Which one? Persona 5. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that early series. I think it was on the original PlayStation. Yeah. I don't think it was on a PS2, but... That's cool. How's it going? It's good. It's a time burner, which is good. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just play a show all day. Been um, watching a lot of, like, watching, uh, like I said, I was watching a Man, the TV marathon because apparently they had a Family Matters marathon. So I caught a lot of that up by accident. Family Matters TV marathon. Yeah, they had that on TV one. Oh, cool. Watching a lot of, I, I just been catching a lot of that. It's just uh, one thing that I will give 80s, 90s shows that you had to have a strong theme music. Yeah, he couldn't come whack with a theme song. Yeah, like every every show had a theme song, and it was it, it was always like something like his like it, his like it now. Yeah, no, I don't even know. What's the? I don't even know if like I know the Office had a pretty solid theme song. Yeah, that's memorable. Yeah, uh, but they had like they had like lyrics and shit. On the other, oh no, <laughs> you had to like go out and like to, yeah, record like, it. Yeah, like, write it. That was part of like the TV show playing. It's like, all right, what's the theme song going to be? If you were Martin, you had to remix it for every season. Yeah, no. And you had to get like new title yeah. cards. Yeah. Like, and, it was a production. Just and, do the, the credits. And they all had like the pose. Had to do the, the pose. With the name with the, with the name of the credits and stuff like that. Yep. They did something natural and they just stopped in between it. It was so important to have a good theme song that Will Smith still performs the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song whenever he performs live and it still goes off. Yeah. Like it's still over. I know. <laughs> which is crazy. That we're just listening to the theme songs. Yeah, we'll just listen to the theme song. It's like two minutes long. Yeah, not even. Maybe Man. ninety seconds. The only the only time that it was it was like necessary to watch when they added like a character to it, and mm-hmm. like they got their own post. And yeah. It's like, wait, who? Wait, that guy's in the credits now. Like, oh, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like because like Urk, like Urkel wasn't in the fir- at first. Like the nope. first he's not in. Then then they just give they give him a thing where he's coming through the door and shit. Like, oh shit, it's Urkel now. He's in the show too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the. Uh, he was like a secondary character. Yeah, they took over that bitch. And he fucking made that bitch his own, man. Like, this is the Urkel show. What the fuck y'all came to do? They probably tried to change the name of the show at some point. They family, might have. Family Matters with Steve Urkel. Starring Steve Urkel. Like Urkel. Steve Urkel's Family Matters. Yeah. Steve Urkel's Family Matters. <laughs> I've been watching, um, there's this new show on Amazon called Upload. Oh, yeah. I saw that. It, it gives me a lot of good place vibes. It's from the same dude that did Parks and Recreation. Okay. And I think The Office. 
Same showrunner, I think. All right. Um, really good show. Is it? It is. It's really, really funny. It's smart. It's a lot of like, you know, undertones about class and wealth and capitalism and all that stuff. And it's just really well done. It's funny yeah. too. Yeah, like I want to, I want to look at it. I think Good Place. I haven't seen a Good Place, but yeah, I assume that it's probably similar to to that in in nature. Yeah. Um, you've been watching The Last Dance. Man, who has not? Who hasn't? Who has not? If you haven't been watching The Last Dance, spoilers ahead. Watching y'all, y'all missing out on um, MJ dry snitching. <laughs> <laughs> he told that dude's whole business that on the plane. That boy is out here dry snitching to the I plane. Mean, but it's fine, like I said. Statue limitations, like he could said this a long time ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. So he's so he's good. I'm just saying, I'm talking shit when I say he's dry, but he he is dry snitching. I wonder what took them so long to release this stuff because they filmed this all in real time back in the late mid late nineties. Like I don't why know. did why did it not come out until? I don't know. Like, 25 I, years later. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's almost like, I feel like they're probably like aging wine. It's like you just kind of have it in the barrel. And it's like, but not, why keep that in the it's barrel? Like not yet. Why keep that in the barrel? Because like, not yet. Okay. Because they just want to age it perfectly. Because right now, like during the, like would the, like would it even hit as hard if it wasn't a pandemic going on and we couldn't watch anything else on TV? No. Like any kind of sport, it wouldn't hit the same. No. Like it was like, it was just aging in the barrel and it's like. Because it was supposed to, it was supposed to come out after the finals, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, at that point, there's still sports on TV. It's the kind of a dry season for sports, but it's a like desert right now. Yeah, <laughs> you're so in a sports like, desert. You know what I heard is that like when LeBron was on live with um with uh who was he on live with? Was it Richard Jefferson? Maybe I think it was. Um, but when he when he was on live and he was like, "Yo, they should release that," I heard that it wasn't even done. Like they were still interviewing people. Yeah. Up until like that point, like mm-hmm. and. They were going to be, uh, I think they were had like three episodes done at that point. Yeah. So they were like, oh shit. So that's why it took, you know, a minute to get to them to even release it in, you know, mid April. Yeah. See, that's, that's, that's been aged, like aged finely. What do you think of the Rodman episode? The thing about the Rodman episode is that I didn't learn that much new stuff. I learned some new stuff, but I I watched the Rodman documentary before that. Yeah. The day for 30. And that was like. If anyone hasn't watched that, go watch that. Because Rodman's never made more sense to me after watching the documentary. I was like, because you think, because like by the time we were watching Dennis Rodman, be Dennis Rodman, we didn't, no one understood what he was doing. Like no one understood it. It was just like a guy paying his hair, seemed kind of brash. And it's like, it didn't make sense. And then I watched the documentary, I was like, oh, this is the best case scenario for him. Yeah. The way, you know, they touched on it a little bit early on in episode three. Yeah, how he grew up and that his mom kind of kicked him out when he was 18 and he was just kind of like or I think it was before he was 18 Yeah, he was kind of shuffling around going to school and then he um, just kind of found basketball yeah like he, he he was working at an airport and then grew a foot yeah. at 25 years old yeah what the fuck <laughs> I know it's, it's weird between him growing a foot and then Scottie Pippen growing seven inches in college what the fuck you're just like happening? okay yeah like there was no other path for you other than to yeah, play this basketball this it that was the only thing you're supposed to you're destined for this you were either basketball or you were gonna be a super villain there's like there's no other right <laughs> explanation for this but yeah like he he kind of grew up rough and he was a sh- I think he's a shy guy yeah so he didn't really have like the biggest personality so to be able to find basketball and to be on the Detroit Pistons of all teams. Yeah. Like it's fate for him to be be in that situation at that time. Yeah, man. Like, I, I think with people like him, when they are kind of introverted, but then they're around a group of guys or girls or people, whoever, um, and like you start to see success together, like it it gives you a sense of worth and purpose. You know, like, cause you know, like he was just kind of like not really doing anything. Yeah. And then he found trust in the, in his coach and his, his teammates and then probably some of the people that he met along the way, the, the ladies. I mean, yeah. Um, so, I mean, he probably found a lot of value in that. And by the time he got to San Antonio, he was like a bona fide star. Yeah. So, but, like he didn't, uh, he didn't rock, rock San Antonio that well though. Apparently. Can you imagine him and David Robinson in the same like locker room. Oh together. God! That but that was just like, like I what mean, do you think that was like, dude? I don't know. I just I, I, all, I, all I remember from that team is uh I can't give him that work when he got that uh, MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give him that work. He gave him that work. Yeah. Like on, 
Like you're that was the MVP. It came from Matt Robbins on that team too. Mm-hmm. Like you're 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 playing an MVP and Robin on the best team in the um and the and the best team in the NBA NBA at the time with the best record. Yeah. That man got his trophy and you cooked him in a walk. Like it just was serving him up. That's that's why I keep that's why there's nothing the another thing that keeps saying people keep talking about with the last dances out is that that because he we won because he was gone. He was there. Like that's right. Like don't respect but he, the dream. But he wasn't like who he was yet. Respect the dream. I'm, absolutely. That's all, I'm all respect to the dream. That's all I'm but saying. Jordan wasn't who he wasn't he hadn't ascended to his final form yet. He wasn't Super Saiyan level two. He yet. had the four or five though. And they got and they and we beat the we swept the team that beat them. Okay, but he still wasn't who he was yet. I think I just say people always get the greatness. Look, some you conditions. got the you got two, you got two. And no, it's, I, it's fine. That's, that's the best that it's, it's ever going to get for you. And no, it's whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's just my. It's just the thing is, like my thing. I, I'm not. People like to have revisions history about Jordan's narrative sometimes, and I think it's just kind of like they. It's making it convenient. It's like he won six for six. I'm like, yeah, but he got knocked out. He didn't make it sometimes too. Like that's, you can't just leave that part out. Yeah, you know what I mean, no, it's right. like, I'm, and I'm not trying to knock Jordan because he's great. He's still the greatest. Mm-hmm. But that stuff did happen too. You can't just leave it out. I like how they are going into a little bit of the, um, you know, the role players on that, yeah. those Bulls teams. Yeah, you know? like it's it's cool to hear about the Jordan talk. Right, that's great. But to know about a little bit more about like I had no idea Scotty Pippen was from Arkansas. Oh, you didn't know that? No, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. I'm interested in hearing about the Luke Longley <laughs> episode. Do you think we'll get one? You think we'll get one? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I I love the. I I personally got a kick out of the Bill Cartwright slander when he said uh, Bill Cartwright was not a, a a viable offensive option. That's what I'm talking about because he could have just said the five. He could have said anyone at center because anyone at center would, that could have fit. You could have said you could have said they just want me to the center. It could that we we that could be Bill Winnington, that could be Luke Longley, yeah. that could be Bill Cartwright. We know whoever we're talking about doesn't make sense. But you had to say Bill Cartwright specifically. Yeah, Bill Cartwright specifically by name. And they interviewed him <laughs> on the show. So you know they probably showed him that clip. Which is disrespectful. Um you touched on the Orlando Magic. Yeah. I am interested in seeing if there's a Horace Grant episode. Oh, that'd be great. Because Horace Grant, when they beat when they knocked the bulls out. Yeah. They lifted Horace Grant up on his, their shoulders, the Magic team. Like, he was the champion. <laughs> I can't wait to hear if, like, there's some, you know, not animosity, but maybe just a little bit of, like, heat. There had to be some. I, that, that'll be a There had to be that'll some. Be I, I would, that would say there's some from, from, I mean, I, I would see Horace Grant to feel some, some type of way. Gotta be. He got to. Gotta be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, episodes, what, five and six? Yeah, tomorrow night. I think they're gonna talk about how big, um, how like he started blowing up. Yeah, this is gonna be like the the Nike Gatorade Space what, Jam. Space Jam was it Haynes? What did Dream you, was it Haynes? Dream Team. Dream Team. Um, and there's apparently a an appearance by Kobe Bryant, which is gonna be weird. It's probably gonna be a little hard to watch it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I am for that. too, man. Oh crap. Oh crap. Yeah, lost my form. Nope, that's not it. I mean, I guess that rim shot was still I think it was I think it was supposed to be there. Should I keep it in? Huh? Should I, I keep mean, it in? Yeah, like it's really <laughs> All right. Hey, so speaking of uh, ensembles and role players. Yeah. Let's talk about the best ensemble casts in movies. I mean, there's some best that are kind of obvious, such as like Oceans, uh Yeah. I think the Godfather should be obvious. If it's not, then you're stupid. Can we call that an ensemble cast? Was everybody on that cast at that point like a leading man? <sighs> that are close to it. Like, I mean, I don't, I, I don't remember, remember when Robert De Niro was a small actor or Al Pacino. Yeah, they did kind of come out of the gate swinging. I, yeah, James Caan. Yeah. Um, no, they, yeah, you're right then. Yeah, yeah like totally Marlon right. Brando. Like, I, I would hope that's something that you think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else? What are some good ensemble cast? I like to think ones that people don't think about. Like okay. one of the ones people think about to me is uh, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. Yeah, it's it's this, it's this movie that's not that it, it I watched. It was like it's okay, uh-huh. but it has like Bart Lawrence in it, such a thing, entertainers in it. 
James Earl Jones is in it. Michael Clark Duncan is in it. Monique is in it. Mike Epps is in it. What is this movie about? It's about, I think it's like this movie where um, Martin plays his uh, talk show host. His name's R.J. Stevens. Mm-hmm. And he leaves his like. Oh, so a long departure from his sitcom right. persona. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. So he, I think he leaves his hometown. Yeah. Where like his, where his like more country family lives. Uh-huh. And um, he's trying to like reinvent himself, and he has to get back to his roots and all, all that kind of shit. Okay, right, yeah. Cla- classic American tale. Right. Um, what are oh, some of the other ones? Oh, yeah, even Louis C.K. is in that. He has like a small role in it. We don't, we don't mention that. Name. Yeah, but he's there. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't say that the L word anymore. Where do you, where do you factor in like the superhero movies? Because like X Men, yeah, is absolutely an ensemble cast and a really well done one. Yeah. The thing about ensemble cast is kind of funny to me is that sometimes like it should like you feel like it should be better than it is and it just isn't. Are you saying X Men is not as good as it should be? Oh, I mean for the time, I think I think the third one wasn't that great. We're gonna talk a little bit more about X Men later. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think. Oh wait, are we talking about the ones that are done now? Yeah, like, I mean like the, the most original recent ones. ones. No, 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 no. The the original. Yeah, ones. the original way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Holly yeah. Berry, uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. James Marsden. Yeah, for sure. They were all like most of them were pretty big names when they got when they got there. Mm-hmm. So I would say that yeah, the Avengers, of course, of course. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights is one. My buddy Lou quotes Boogie Nights to me almost like on a weekly basis. It's a lot. I mean, he loves that movie. It's a good movie. Um. What else? What are some of your other favorites? Uh, my one of my favorites is um, Harlem Nights. Yeah, that's a great movie. I mean, with a great cast, great you know, cast like yes, yeah, man, one of like it's one of the best scenes in cinema <laughs> history. I, like I love like it's the, like I love the scene where um, I love the scene where uh, like Eddie Murphy gets fired, Dela Reese. <laughs> he's like whooping his ass in the, behind the back. It's yeah. like shooting him in the toe. Yeah. Like, no, nah, that's funny. Like, it's Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Red Fox, Arsenio Hall, Charlie Murphy, Robin Harris, Della Reese, Jasmine Guy. It's a young little Rashawn in there. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. It's just. It's everybody that comes on the screen. You know what's interesting about those kinds of movies is that, so you have like the first unit and like the second unit. And yeah. the first unit is all like the stars and like the headline stuff. And you never have a second unit. And like you wonder if like because there's so many egos involved, like if you get shifted to the second unit, are you like a little hot about it? Because you're like, do you think like Della Reese at some point was like, you know, I should be in the fucking first unit? Maybe. Or like, did they even do that? Did they? It was was it just all first unit I, photography, I, principal photography? I think I think for Harlem Nights, nice, like it's just that movie's just funny. Like it, I, don't, I don't know if there's any second unit. Like everyone's just like everybody's just on. Everyone's on all, all the day. time. Yeah, like, all the time. Um, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I saw that movie for the first time this year, or I guess last year. Loved it. That was great. Was surprised at how many stars were in it, and like the roles that they play. Yeah. By the way, side note: I've been like cruising lately. I've been uh-huh. watching a lot of Tom Cruise movies. I watched all the Mission Impossible's. Okay. Um, I feel like someone should tell Tom Cruise that um, one of Ethan Hunt's powers is not super speed. I wholeheartedly disagree. Like, no, I mean, I think that it's fine. He can keep running, but it's like, you know, that it's not his power, right? It like, is his power. And I had, a, <laughs> I had a two day long discussion and disagreement with my buddy Lou about who was more athletic between Ethan Hunt and Johnny Utah. And he seemed to think that Johnny Utah is more athletic because he was a, a college football quarterback. Oh. And like, you know, he cut it up in the sugar bowl and like, but he tore his ACL. Yeah. Ethan Hunt, gets blown up by a fucking helicopter, and then he has enough wherewithal to go and fight goons, hand-to-hand combat. He has like a three-win sprint clause in his contract. He's like, I, I got to sprint three times in every picture. He drives a car, he drives a motorcycle, and he runs for at least a quarter mile at full speed yeah. every single movie. Yeah, he's has to run. Like, I, like, he's, I more, mean, he's more athletic. You, you watch that. He hung off the fucking building, the tallest building in the world in, uh, in fucking Dubai. He yeah. hung off of it with one arm. What are we talking about? Ethan Hunt is super athletic. He's very fast. <laughs> he's fast. He's, he's very quick. fast. He's got the endurance. He's been doing it for like eight movies now. It's like every, it's like every movie, like he has more runtime. He's incredible. I think at Mission Impossible 6 because he was running. For like from beginning to end, it's gonna be just running in like in different backgrounds. You could probably call it Mission Impossible 
ensemble movies? I think so. Maybe. You got Tom Cruise. You got Bing Rames. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, yeah. The last one had Alec Baldwin. Uh, Angela Bassett. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's the last one, yeah. Um, who, who was a... Who was a I forget that dude's uh Sean Harris. He was the he was the bad guy, but he was mm-hmm. he wasn't in it for the full thing. But yeah, I think you call those ensembles. Yeah. What else you got? Does it count like if two people play like half the cast? Because I go put coming to America as one. Coming to America. Yeah, all of Eddie Murphy's movies, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Coming to America, Nutty Professor. It's like hot it's like Eddie Murphy's here at Hall, like are they they're like they're half the cast. And then it's like James O. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> My son works. <laughs> and then and there's like the John Amos and yeah. Eric LaSalle, who's like the biggest fucking just douche. Yeah, hate ever. him in that movie. Like this, this one scene that always gets me to laugh that no one ever laughed, no one really laughs that much. It's like it's a scene where he he, see, he meets him outside the um outside the uh the McDougal, McDowell's, mm-hmm. and like this is the first time that uh like um Hakeem sees Lisa and he sees that he's with um I forget the I don't know his name. In the Eric movie. LaSalle. We'll just call him Eric, Eric LaSalle. LaSalle. Yeah, and like he's he's he sips like a um a milkshake. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, take care of that for me. Just throws milkshake all over this dude. <laughs> like, who the f- like first off, there's so much milkshake in that cup. It's like, why are you throwing it away? Like, you just took us two sips and like, hey, take care of this for me. And then like hit him with the milkshake. It didn't even react. Disrespectful. Just just threw a milkshake on him. Yeah. And just walked off. Very disrespectful. God damn. I was like, that's some like, how could you not fight that dude? I don't think that was in his nature. Of course it was his nature. Because the movie... He, he was like, he was like what, two weeks away? Two weeks removed from getting his royal penis cleaned? Yeah, I know. That man had no stress. Yeah. That I'm, man was stressed about zero things. I'm sure, but at the same time, it's like, damn, that was like a power dick move. Like, it was just like, you threw, like, you you bought the shake to throw it at somebody. Because yeah. you, didn't, you didn't drink it. There was some shake in that cup. What was the movie... Um, was it uh oh fuck what was the movie it was the fucking the one that the one that nobody liked uh norbit oh yeah it was did you ever see that it wasn't that great i never saw it Mm. i kind of want to watch it just to see what it's like sometimes you are watching to see if they are as bad as people say they are yeah sometimes they are as bad people say they are sometimes it's like oh it was that it was it wasn't good you didn't like it it was a lot of like it was like night professor Mm -hmm. but oh they're very there already been two of them and these jokes are super old Mm. That's what it was. It was just, yeah. Um, Ugh. What else you got? What else are some of your favorites? Soul Plane? Was that one on there? <laughs> uh, nah, I left, I left that off for some reason. You didn't have it on there, huh? Nah, I left it off, man. Okay. What else? Uh, life. Yes, of course. Eddie Murphy making a lot of appearances. He Because he, he just... I guess he just knows what he's talking about when, like, I'm just going to be in a movie with a lot of people. He don't miss. He doesn't miss with the with the movie because shit's always funny though. He always does play well off of other people too. Yeah. Um, I'm looking up some of the uh, the worst lists or the worst <laughs> the nine worst ensemble movies. Um, this is according to Vice.com. Uh, I don't think I've seen. Every, every, any of these movies. Some I, of them, I remember those like a uh, stretch maybe in 2017, 2018, where they would make an ensemble movie like every holiday and they were all just bad. It was, yeah, the holiday movies are usually ones. Yeah. Holiday movies, anything involving music. Yeah. Um, probably throw Chicago on some, on like the one of the best, the Chicago movie. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the list it's The Counselor. Tell me what that is. I don't know either. Uh, the Great Gatsby. Oh, I didn't see that though. Didn't see it either. Dreamcatcher? Nope. Didn't see it. Rat Race? Oh, yeah. That wasn't that good. I didn't see that. The Greatest Story Ever Told? Nope. Never saw it. OC and Stiggs? Nope. Nope. Rock of Ages? Heard, I remember. Oh, yeah. That's a Tom Cruise musical. It was Tom Cruise. That was really bad. Didn't see it though. It was bad. Um, And then, yeah, like you said, every Gary Marshall movie named after a holiday. Right. Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, Ugh. Mother's Day. Ugh. They're all so bad. Yeah. They're all so bad. And then movie 43. Oh, that was that. I remember seeing that movie. I never saw that. It's nonsensical. It's like, it was really, I don't know what they were thinking. I feel like they owe someone, like someone had a lot of dirt on those guys that were in it. And it's just like, look, you read this movie and I'll burn that tape. <laughs> we should do, we should do a fantasy movie draft. 
with like the cult 45 guys at some point and like cast our version of like some kind of movie uh, what about our, what about our, our family matters batman <coughs> crossover oh that's such a good idea mm. i'm really mad we didn't record that because i don't think i have that paper anymore that we wrote all that stuff down i think i think i think i think putting it out again would be just as fun we can redo it we've been talking a lot about batman lately i mean <laughs> why is that <laughs> i don't know it just has to be like this is bad it's not a batman out here uh like I just, oh yeah, I rewatched Suicide Squad. Ooh, okay. I rewatched Suicide Squad. Another so- an ensemble movie. Yeah, it is an ensemble movie. And I remember we talked about like what you would like what, the, what you thought of it and what I thought of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I watched it again, I can more accurately tell you why it pisses me off. Tell me. It is. Um, it is. It's. 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 They do. They do things well. It's, I'm not mad at what it is. I'm mad at what it could have been. Because it looks like it could have, like, there are glimmers in there that said this could have been a good movie. Oh, yeah. I think the first half of it is awesome. Oh, you're giving it away more than I would give it. I, I would say, like, the first maybe quarter. The All the way up to where they meet each other for the first time in the prison? Yeah. That's, like, great shit. Right. That's, like, the first quarter. Is it? Yeah. That's a long fucking movie. It's just, like, nothing. Oh, what's... Yeah. So, that... That fights that no, not, it's not a fight scene, but up to where like they shoot the fucking putties for the first time. Oh, and like Will Smith is like taking out everybody that's about halfway. Yeah, that's 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 a good. I part mean, too. but like, cause I mean, yeah, that part was cool because like I said, I like uh, Will Smith's Deadshot. Yeah, I like Margot Robbie's um, Harley Quinn. Iconic. Yeah, like it's really just it's like right off the pages. Um, what else? I like I, mean, I like Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. She's great. Like there are things that were there that said the movie could have been so good. At the same time, it ended up being so bad. Like the now the Joker was. Oh, let's talk about it. Let's. The Joker. You think he was awful? He. It's just like. Am I? I think I might be the only person alive that likes this version of the Joker. It was the thing is like it just really tries too hard, and that's the weird part about it because I don't think that like. Why do you? You have to have like Joker tattoos off of because we don't know. Like we get it, you're the Joker. I don't know why you have to have the tattoos on. Because he's insane. Uh, it's, uh, he's crazy. Uh, it just doesn't feel crazy. It just feels like you're trying hard. <laughs> it doesn't feel crazy. Okay, but isn't that doesn't shouldn't that add to the character? Because if, if you if you if you were to see somebody like that out in out in the wild, you'd be like, wow, that guy's a freaking. Try hard, but here's it. Yeah, but 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 that's kind of lends itself to that character. Like the Joker is not supposed to be cool. Okay, like and, like I don't think in if you were to play it real in kayfabe, nobody would think the Joker was cool. You would think like that guy's a fucking weirdo, dude. Mm-hmm. And like he would want you to think that he was a weirdo, so he would go out and get those cringy tattoos. He would go out and dye his hair. He would go out and buy a purple fucking Lamborghini. Well, you don't look, you don't look crazy. Just like you look like somebody out here, like six nine or something like that. Yeah, that's trying too hard. Yeah, exactly. That's what he wants. He wants that. He wants that level of attention. That's kind of how I interpreted that character. Okay, like I, mean, I didn't take him as somebody who wants to be looked at as cool. I looked at him as somebody who wasn't cool. Was probably like a neckbeard or an incel whatever you want to call him but just happened to ascend to a high level of like mobster so that he had to be respected because he would stab you in the, in the throat mm. i didn't get that yeah that's, but that's but the, that's probably why i like the character but yeah and that, but the, here's another thing about the joker in that movie that as to the first part that i said it's like i, I guess i feel like it was trying too hard because that movie tried too hard to give him a purpose he didn't need. He need to be in that movie at all. Well, I, this is the other thing. I heard that the original plan for that movie was to be two parts, mm-hmm. and the Joker were, and Joker and Harley Quinn were supposed to get like their own separate joint. That would have worked. Yeah, and then like the studio just kind of muddled yeah. it. So I mean, so I don't even fault the movie for. I don't fault the filmmakers for that. Yeah, I mean, I did, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, yes, I guess I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the big picture was. All I can go about is what I saw. Mm-hmm. And if you and if that is true, they were going to give them the um their own thing that that would have made sense. Fair, but what I'm getting was like they used, they used him as a plot device. Really, like he had no reason to be in the movie. Like I don't know why he was even there. It didn't make sense. Like you just you, you just kind of put this like half-ass shitty looking Joker in this movie that didn't need him at all. 
Like you could have just you could have hashed them out in another movie if you were going to do that and left them out of this one, and it'd have been very better off for everyone. But you didn't. It's a it's really bad. It's a really bad call. On top of that, you have characters that you just threw away. Like you have Killer Croc that doesn't. He's kind of like a punchline, and not even a funny one. Yeah, he should have been a monster in that movie. Yeah. Like he should have had his own scene where he's just like ripping people apart. He eats people. Yeah, he literally eats, like he could have been like your dark version of the Hulk. Yeah, in a sense, but you just made him like this kind of of uh, this weird ass punchline. Looks more like Killer Gecko. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't like it. Um, they have like you have uh, Jay Hernandez play Diablo, and he does nothing for like the first the, for like three fourths of the movie. It's my favorite character in the movie because I think like yeah, he should have been. Um, I, and I think at the end he was, but he should have just been like the the fucking big gun. Yeah, you know, but he didn't do anything. But you, did, but it didn't, they didn't nothing with him, and like they didn't even really develop him as a as a character so much. Like it was just like he does something bad, he doesn't want to do it again, and then that's it. The thing is that like each one of these characters could have had their own movie. Yes, and it could have culminated in a Suicide Squad movie. Yes. And it would have been amazing. Yes. But nobody knows, nobody like on the surface knows who Killer Croc was. But uh, that's your job to tell the story. You're absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? I said the same thing for Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, they're making a Guardians movie? Like, that's so weird. Like, they're like B or maybe C level characters. And then it turns out they're like, you know, the fucking most popular thing that comes out. Exactly. So yeah, they could have done, they could have taken their time with it. But DC and Warner Brothers were playing catch up. And DC has proven over and over again and I just remembered this with Swamp Thing because I started watching that on the DC app. Yeah. They just keep getting in their own way. Like they just stick to the animated stuff. Oh, the animated stuff is so good. It's so much better than everything else they put out. So much better. I'm telling you, like it doesn't make sense. Like just give them a movie. If you haven't seen, if you guys haven't seen Batman and Harley Quinn, oh, it is so fucking funny. Yeah, I'm telling it you, it is so good, dude. The that, stuff is so great. There's a there's a scene where um, Nighthawk has to go find Harley Quinn because she's she just got out of Arkham and she's like going clean, like she's living clean. Uh-huh. And like <laughs> he like uh, he finds her and they have a fight and uh, she ends up knocking him out with like uh, some of the Joker's venom and she ties him up to her bed and then like he is like you know she's like interrogating him like why are you following me? She's like she's like I'm going clean now. <laughs> and then she starts getting changed and like he gets that she gets down to her skivvies and like you know nighthawk he fucks right he's he's a fucking horny dude so he's like checking her out and he's like trying not to like look at her but like he ends up getting like, fucking a boner and she's like okay and then in the fucking and then batman has to find him and it's all tied up it is so fucking cool it's so unexpected from like an animated show or an animated movie go out and watch it it's fucking great yeah. The animated Harley Quinn series on DC is really good too. Yeah, I'm saying like just the animated world, the animated stuff is so much better than everything else they put out in DC. Yeah, and that's, but that's why. But that after watching, it's like that's why I hate so that and like the villain is just oh god, there's so much wrong with this movie. It's bad. It's so bad. You talking about Enchantress? Which I don't, it's not even on her. It's like I don't even I don't even blame Cara Levine because a lot of people don't blame her for that. But I think it's just a poorly written character. They didn't make any sense. Well, it's it's another another edition of you know big swirly trash. Heap in the sky, right? Like we didn't, we didn't need that. No one signed up for this shit. Yeah, yeah. So that I don't like Ghost High Squad. It's a really bad movie. Hey, let's talk about uh, let's talk more about Hollywood. Let's let's talk about men in Hollywood, men and women in Hollywood, <laughs> men in Hollywood. Um, Olivia Munn, nerd turned, I'd say a list actress. Is she a list? I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know who makes a list. Fucking, yeah, you're right. I don't. I, I couldn't even tell you either. I'll. I'll tell you this. If I saw Olivia Munn walking around, I'd be like, "Holy shit, that's Olivia Munn." That is true. I wouldn't say that with very many other actors. Like, I don't know if you'd say that with like Gilbert Gottfried. Probably. I might. I might. Hey, I go, "Shit, you were the fucking parent." Yeah, you'd be like, <laughs> you would be like, "Oh, she'd be like, hey, it's Gilbert Gottfried." Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, Gilbert. Um, she did an interview with Variety magazine, where um. She essentially wanted to talk. She was essentially talking about how it's important for actors in the industry to champion female filmmakers, right? She was talking about how she had such a great time uh, working on a film with uh, shit. What is, what is her name? I'm I'm blanking on her name right now. Uh, 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 Justine Bateman. Okay. Oh, I 
believe is the sister of Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the the topic of X Men Apocalypse came up. Oh, that great movie. That steaming pile of yeah. <laughs> Have you see, did you see that? It's so bad. So she was talking about Brian Singer. It's like Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze. Oh, that's, wait, that's fucking Apocalypse. He's Ivan Ooze. Are you talking about from Power Rangers? Yes. <laughs> Shit is so bad. Ivan Ooze, dude. Ivan Ooze. What a pull. Holy shit. I haven't heard that name in God damn that's that was a long my time. first thought when I saw him. Fucking when I saw Apocalypse on that movie, I I thought Ivan Ooze. Damn. I didn't I didn't even think of that. That's fucking great. Ivan fucking Ooze. Wow. <laughs> it's just so bad. Like I like I, I the thing is like that hurt my heart. I was looking forward to Apocalypse being on movies for Years, like I was like, when are they going to do this? When are they going to do this? Yeah, and then they did, and they gave you that shit, right? <sighs> um, I didn't even see Dark Phoenix because of that. I was like, I'm not watching that shit. There's no way I can get me to give money to y'all again. Yeah, you and a lot of people. Uh, that movie did not do business. So she was talking about how it's common for male males in in the entertainment industry to sort of fail upwards, right? And she, Brian Singer kind of came up. Must be nice. Um, here's, what she, here's what she had to say. It's possible to work with women directors. It's the problem that, I've always, that I always had in this business way before the Me Too movement exposed so much. You're in it and you see these people who keep failing up and they're not that great. And you think, really? When we shot X-Men, I never shot a huge movie like that before. I didn't know what was right or wrong, but I did know it seemed strange that Brian Singer could check out and say he had a thyroid issue. Now, here's what happened. Brian Singer, apparently, on the set of X-Men Apocalypse, left the set for 10 days saying that he had a thyroid issue. And they were on set in Montreal. He's the director of the film. Let me ask you a question, Ed. If your boss at your job decided during work hours that they were just going to take a 10-day vacation and they were in charge with directing everybody on what to do, what would you say would happen to that to your boss? Oh, the, I mean, if he works for someone else. Then yeah, if there's, a, if there's a higher corporation. Higher than the boss. Somebody yeah. higher than your immediate supervisor. Yeah, then that they probably, I mean, you probably have to get let, let go. Like in normal. Would you think that your job would stop operation? Like, do you think they would just shut thing, everything down? I don't think so. You think they would just keep going? Yeah. Like, on some kind of instructions, right? On whose instructions? I don't know. Just like some... Uh, it on, would have to be on your instructions, Ed, because oh. that's what happened. Wait, was, wait, wait, what do you mean? So, he's, he... they. Let me start here by saying this is not the first time Brian Singer has pulled this kind of shit, apparently. Damn. He apparently did this on both sets of X-Men and X2, where he would just go for, like, three days at a time. Tracks. Tracks, right? Tracks. Did you see these movies, those movies? Yeah. Tracks. What I want to know is like, so we know that he's been accused of messing around with young boys. Boys? Yeah. Was it boys? I thought it was girls. It I could have been both. I've heard, I've heard boys, but it, it could matter. be both. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do you think he just took a little time off to go and do the things that he's been accused of doing? Oh, go be a boy and be a pedophile. Yeah. Um, possibly. I mean, because he had to fit it in somewhere. I don't know if, I don't know, like, the thing is that we know he did, pedoph- we know he did some pedophilia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was during these 10 days. Who knows? Maybe he, did it, maybe he did it, like, during lunch break. But here's the thing. So he would go and leave. And so what would happen is the second unit director would just kind of take over oh. and start directing the film. Wow. So that's why I said, like, you would have to be the one. In charge, if oh, your yeah, boss decided to go. Because I'd be the second unit. Because you'd be second unit. Cool. Um, I'd have made better than X-Men Apocalypse, though. He did this on the set of Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, really? He got fired because of this. Because him and Rami Malek didn't get along. Wow. And so if you notice, that movie won a couple of awards. Rami Malek won a Best Actor Award. Nobody thanks Brian Singer. <laughs> Nobody. Not a single person. Damn. These are all Fox movies. How does he feel? Like, what the hell? How does he still get work? He leaves a set. He's, his movies kind of stink. 
they're not great. Bohemian Rhapsody was great, but I can't attribute it to him because he didn't do half of it. <laughs> he said it was good. I'm I just not, I just don't understand like how do you keep getting work if you can just leave your job, you can get accused of fucking terrible things, and yet you're still able to get work with the same studio. Who like what the hell? Explain it to me, Ed. Um, All right, oh, great. This is, this is complex. <laughs> no, give, give me some time. Give me some time. Like, like, I think I might have something. All right, like, I'll, I'll continue. I'll continue to read. No, no, you no, keep, no, no. You, you don't. You don't no, keep I, thinking. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. Okay. Here's here it comes. Okay. What color is he? Oh, well, he is from New York, so he's a he's a he's a bastion of fuckery in that sense. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that probably has something to do with it. Uh, Something, something. Um, we'd be on set. This is Olivia Munn continuing talking. She said, we'd be on set. I remember there's a big scene that we'd have and we'd come back from lunch. And then one of Brian's assistants would come up and show us a cell phone with a text message on it. And he texted to the actors, Hey guys, I'm busy right now, but just go ahead and start filming without me. And we'd be like, okay. And I never thought any of it was normal, but I didn't realize that other people also thought it wasn't normal. And then other, pe- and the other people who thought it wasn't normal would be people at high levels, people who make decisions on whether to hire this person. So at every level, apparently, this is fuckery. This isn't like, oh, I didn't know he was doing these kinds of things. We'll, we'll look into it. It's like, no, people knew. People have been knowing for years. This is kind of like his MO. Maybe got receipts. He's got to have receipts on somebody, maybe he got right? Receipts, dog. Like, He's got to. Maybe, like maybe, maybe someone else is in that pedophile ring that he got to keep. He got to keep quiet about. I don't know, like, because the only way someone can act like that is if they got receipts, dog. Have to, right? They got to. But I just think it's so fucking telling that that guy still is able to get work, and then you have other actors and directors and producers that can't get their projects greenlit, and writers that can't get their projects greenlit. Yeah, that nigga sucks. That's the thing too. Like, he sucks ass. He fucking sucks ass. Like I'll never forgive your X Men Apocalypse. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that movie since the cartoon was going on, mm-hmm. and, and like Apocalypse would come on there and just wreck shop on everyone in the cartoon. He was a big bad. Like it was like, and you, and you knew when it came to the, the, the theater, you were like, "This is gonna be amazing," and he just fucking shit on that shit. Yeah, you had that. You had Apocalypse, and you did that to it. I'll never forgive you, Brian Singer. Well, praise hey, be to Marvel, sucks. Marvel Studios, because they got all that property back. Uh, thank God. And we can get it back. And this, this like X Men is done. Like that chapter of X Men is done. Like it started with X Men, the original, it's, it's and over. It, it it's ended over. with Dark Phoenix. It's over. I don't so want to bring we, nobody back. So, and, but we can we can start over again. Start fresh. Like I don't want to bring anybody back. Like don't get me wrong. There were some great performances in there, but we just gotta like we just gotta um, scorch the earth. Hey, what do you think about the movie the movie The Wolverine? Which one? The Wolverine or the Wolverine? The Wolverine the goes back to ancient Japan. I liked it. I had I thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, me too. I liked yeah, it. Too. I liked it. it was, it's 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 it's, it's fast paced. It's kind of like it's almost like it's not even it's like not even canonical. Like it's just kind of like in its own realm because there's no really like we mm-hmm. watch the movie. It's kind of like there are no not any other things going on. It's yeah. just the Wolverine and I'm fighting guys with swords. Yep, with my claws. There was a callback from that movie um, in Logan. I don't, know if, I don't know if you saw it. I did. Where Yukio, she's sitting in the car talking to Logan. She's like, "I saw you die," and she said, "You were holding your heart in your hand." And then when you go watch Logan, yeah, the last fucking scene is him holding the girl, he holding X 23s hand. Yeah, his heart, dude. I fucking, I'm what I'm looking at this photo on the fucking Twitter. Someone was like, "Look at this," and I'm looking at it, and I'm, I lost it. I was like, "Oh my god!" I just clipped right back. I was like, "Oh my god!" I fucking never saw that, dude. I was like, "This is that's the same director too." Same yeah. director. So yeah, I like no the I like Wolverine though. That was good. And like, you're gonna sit there and tell me Martin Scorsese that this isn't fucking cinema? Are you giving? Why don't you don't you don't even worry about that guy? That guy is like I mean, do it. Yeah, don't even do it. All right, let's talk soccer. Let's talk it. Dateline. Judge dismisses U.S. national soccer team's claim for equal pay. This is a story we've been following for quite a while. 
Yeah. The U.S. women's national soccer team has been fighting for months to receive the same rate of pay as their male counterparts. On Friday, a judge dismissed the claim for equal pay, but said that other allegations of discrimination can proceed to trial. That's it. That's the end of the story. That's it. That's all you need to know. Open and shut case. Open and shut case, Johnson. Here's the thing, though. Here's my take on it. They shouldn't get equal pay. The women's <laughs> national team should not get equal pay. I've said this time and time again. They shouldn't. They should not. They should get more. Yeah. They should get more money. Give them more money. They win more. They should get more. How is this hard to fucking understand? It's simple math, dog, when you put it that way. It's like, simple arithmetic. It's math. I mean, you, you win more. You, you should get, get more. more. You should get paid more. Especially like when you're when you're out there more, too. Faces of the sport. Everywhere. Faces of the industry, dude. I can't name you a single male soccer player on the national team. Yeah. Not one. When I see the fucking billboards, it's always Megan Rapino. It's always Alex Morgan. It's like they are ambassadors for the sport. Pay them more fucking money. Yeah, like having them sit in court is like a bad look, dog. Horrible look. It's a bad look to have them sit in court. Like they're, they're winning gold medals. They're the face of the U.S. soccer, and they and, and they got to come to the U.S. and sit in court trying to get their money. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big well, fucking is, like what is that? What it's is a big that? it's a big fuck you. That's what it is. What is that? That's crazy, man. It's just, a big double middle finger. Just give them the money, dog. Give them all the money. Like I'm tired of talking about it. Like we like we're tired. Of, like we're this shouldn't be discussed anymore. It's just give them the money. Give them what they're asking for. Yeah, because like I don't understand where you can go to say that they don't deserve equal pay or more pay like i don't get it uh the u.s judge district uh u.s district judge uh did they have the r in here because he's like his first name starts with an r or is it because he's a republican i don't know oh, I, I, I guess i could see the gary Klausner is his name said that he would not allow the equal pay allegations to go forward because the women's national team previously quote rejected an offer to be paid under the same pay-to-play structure end quote, as the men's national team. According to CBS Sports, the women's team sought $66 million under the Equal Pay Act and Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. It's a lot of cash. A lot of, a lot of cash, but not enough. <laughs> the women's national team was willing to forego higher bonuses for benefits, such as greater base compensation and the guarantee of a higher number of contracted players, he wrote in the 32-page decision. According to... Accordingly, plaintiffs cannot now retroactively deem their CBA collective bargaining agreement worse than the men's national team CBA by reference to what they would have made had they been paid under the men's national team's pay-to-play terms structure when they themselves rejected such a structure. Wow. It's a lot of words. It's a lot of words. Um, yeah, they didn't. they didn't agree to it because... It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. Like, they play more games, don't they? It's not fair. Well, yeah, because they go farther. So yeah, they play more games. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're always in like deep in the playoffs. Where they're like they're always in the final. They're always in the final. Like I don't understand this that much, but I understand that you need to fucking pay the women's national soccer team more money. Pay them more, not equal pay, not equal pay. More. Yeah. More. How much should you pay them? More. How much more? Much more. Much more. Hey, um, I want to talk to you about something. I want to talk to you about maps on uh, on Twitter. You know what I'm talking about? So I have a map app now? Nope. I wouldn't want to follow. I wouldn't want to use it. I'm talking about minor attracted persons. That's right. Pedophiles. On Twitter. Oh. Yeah. Uh, is that the politically... Is there... Should they be politically... Um... Correct way to say pedophile? No. Nope. I think pedophile is kind of... That's it. That's it. Right. Um, there's a, a small movement on Twitter um, of people calling themselves maps. Like I said, minors, uh, minor attracted persons. And they are appropriating other iconography from the LGBTQ community. They're taking the transgender flag, altering it, and using it as a as their own symbol, which already is disgusting and wrong. Um, they are 
claiming that being attracted to minors is a sexual orientation and not a uh, sign of trauma, I guess you could say. And they're trying to essentially just normalize sexual behavior between adults and, and kids. This is going on on Twitter. You can look it up. Um, here's the thing. Where's the line for Twitter? Where's the line for Facebook? Where's the line for YouTube? Where are the line for these social media platforms that supposedly support free speech? And yet we'll see examples of hate speech, which goes against their guidelines. We'll see example of speech to cause harm against other people, which goes against guidelines. Run freely. Bullying. Um, all of that. It's loud until it's not in very arbitrary cases. Somebody says, I don't like fat people. And that gets allowed. You see people that say, I want to touch kids. That goes unnoticed. But if you happen to say, say, fuck Mark Zuckerberg, you get a little notification on your on your bar saying like, hey, bro, you need to relax a little bit. Um, where's the line, Ed? Man, ain't no line, man. They do what they feel like. It's not, ain't no line on Twitter. Twitter is a, Twitter's a fucking junk space that I hate. It really is like... It's, it's, a, um, it's a trash... It's like a trash just fucking conveyor belt on your phone. Like when you just scroll, it's just, a, just fucking just garbage just rolling down your phone. It's the cantina in Star Wars filled with uh, scum and villainy. <laughs> yeah, but there's no, there's no band playing. It's just like... It's fucking sadness. Just sadness. Like just, just people shooting drugs in the corner. It's and fucking dank. Jerking off. It's fucking like dick pics everywhere. And it's just the worst. Yeah. It's, but you could say that about all of them because they all have these dark corners. Oh, I can say that about all of them. They're all and the it worst. used to it used to just be like, oh, you had to go to like 4chan or you had to go to the dark web. You had to go down the Tor browser in order to find this kind of stuff. But no, you don't have to do that anymore. Nah, it's it's on, there. It's, it's on, out there. It's on TikTok. It's definitely on the talk, <laughs> which is scary because there's a lot of kids on the talk. Yep. Yep. Something. And it's only a matter of time before this gets over there. I'm if it's not over there already. What the maps? The ma- yeah. Here's the thing about the maps, though. That's 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 uh, that's um, also, I think, a bit dangerous. Is that they're trying to say that their sexual orientation, and I think that legit that they're trying to like that parallelism to other mm-hmm. sexual orientations. Kind of like it may also in a way diminish their movement as well. Right. So I think that's something that I think that I don't think this is by accident. No, it's not. It's definitely a, a strategic play to sort of corroborate. Yeah, it's like saying, "Well, we well they like like they like same sex. I just like younger people." It's like I don't think mm-hmm. the line is consent, y'all. Like, don't like it's it's like when um John Cornyn, our senator, was would ask him about gay marriage and said like, you know, what's going to next? You want to marry a turtle? Like, where's the line? It's like the line is consent, dude. The line is consent. It's a very clear, it's very like clear fucking. Yeah. It's, it's like, a, it's like raised. It's on like a it's, it's raised. It's, it's a half wall. It's illuminated. It's on, a, it's on a speed bump. It has like those fucking spikes that if you go, if you reverse on them, they'll cut your tires out. You could see it from space. You can see it from space. Yeah. Like they have like fucking strobes on the shit. It's a very fucking, there's like snipers on the line. Like, you know, like you can go past the line. It's a fucking noticeable line. It's a, it's a wonder. It's an incredible line. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful line. Some of the best lines. It was one of the best. I know a lot of lines. <laughs> I've seen a lot of lines. This is a great line. It's a beautiful line. It's it's a perfect line. It's a perfect line. Yeah. It's a perfect line. So the line is consent. And I don't like it when I don't like when people try to make it seem like these things are okay or they're like there's not there's no parallelism. Consent's always been that line. Like you can you can dress up like as mascots and do it. If you're both signing off for it, that's you. Do what you want to do. Yeah. But like if someone can't consent, then that's that's where the issue lies. Yeah, dude. Um, this is a just like for anybody out there who has kids or anybody out there who has um, friends, family members, or if you yourself are like a member of the LGBTQ community, just 
be aware. Like this stuff pops up all the time. Like I just learned about this last week and apparently it's kind it's still kind of new, but it's it 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 could be it could be a problem. Definitely. So just just be aware, be alert. Yeah. Have your have your wits about you, as they say. Yeah. I had a transition set up for that, but I don't want to say it because it's kind of gross. Ah, fuck it. I'll say it. Speaking of gross weirdos, Joe, a, Joe Biden. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> I, it, it was going to be a lot worse, but I, I toned it down a little bit. Ah. Dateline. Joe Biden denies sexually assaulting staff assistant Tara Reid. Shocking, I know. Not the not the Tara Reid from American Pie. I think it's people that know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, we should, yeah, we should, like, we should. Tara Reid, like, no, not that one. Not that one. It's R E A D E. Yeah. And I don't think she has like a weird boob job. U.S. Democratic. <laughs> just had to make it weird. U.S. Democratic candidate Joe Biden has flatly denied sexually assaulting a former staff assistant Tara Reid nearly thirty years ago. Quote, I'm saying unequivocally, it never happened. He said of the allegations during a TV interview on Friday. He asked for a search of the Senate archives for any record of complaint Ms. Reed allegedly filed at the time. Ms. Reed made a criminal complaint to police last month. She says she was a victim of sexual assault without naming Mr. Biden. The police complaint, she said, was filed for safety reasons only as the statute of limitations for her claim had expired. Mr. Biden is running against Republican Donald Trump. We all know this shit. Um, what are Reed's accusations, Ed? Well, I'm glad you asked. She was working as a staff assistant to Mr. Biden from 1992 to 93 when he was a senator for the U.S. Senate of U.S. State of Delaware. You know Delaware, right? Do I know Delaware? Yeah, you've been to Delaware before. I love it. I go all the time. It has it has lovely um, kumquats. No. No, I tried. No, no. Ms. Reed, now 56, says that in 1993, he forced her up against a wall in the halls of Congress and put his hands under her skirt, under her shirt and skirt, penetrating her with a finger. Whoa. Brazy. In the hallway, dude. Brazy. Not even in like the privacy of his office, Brazy. but just out in the open. Just out there. You freaking people in the public. Quote, I remember him saying first he was going to, he was doing it do you want to go somewhere else? And then him saying to me when I pulled away, he said, come on, man, I heard you liked me. She told podcast host Katie Halper in March, that phrase stayed with me. Um, ew. Hard ew. Yeah. Um, there's several women that have accused Biden of being a sleazeball. Yeah, man. That... that it- <laughs> It's like this was the guy, man. This was the guy we had to go for, dude. Was it? I, I guess. Was it? Like, we had a fucking, we had a fucking smorgasbord of Democratic candidates to choose buffet. from. A buffet, and this was the guy that they chose. Like, as if, right? It's it's yeah. It's like a, it's it's like you go to you go to the buffet, but the only thing you get is like the uh, Jello with the fruit in it. It's like, why Ambrosia? Would you, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ambrosia salad. Like they have called. all this other. You came back with ambrosia salad. What the fuck? Why didn't why didn't bring in this fucking buffet? Why is it called salad? I don't know. It's just. I guess anything. I guess salad is it is dessert a, or is it a starter? It's a mix of just shit. I think that's why it's just called salad. It's like a mix of stuff. It's like we don't know what to call it. So we're gonna call it salad. Yeah. It's just like you want to call it a mistake. Is the way it should be called. Like no one should. I want my ambrosia. You don't have me. I can't have my ambrosia. I'm gonna have my ambrosia. That's from the that's from the clumps. That's from the Nutty Professor. It's <laughs> oh yeah, call back to Eddie Murphy. Yeah, but they. I want some damn ambrosia. Ambrosia is gross. It is gross. Joe Biden is gross. Like ambrosia. But <laughs> does this does this bother you enough to sway your vote come November? Choose between a rapist and a rapist. So I mean that's. You know, I, I think at some point we have, to, we, we have to ask ourselves, do we care about rape? Do we really care about rape? Do we really care about rape? You could have kept talking while I was sneezing. But no, because okay. I'm saying, because like, no, I, I, want, I, want, I want the pause. Because like, we care about it, but do we really care about it? Because it really doesn't seem to stop anybody. Like, 
Clarence Thomas, Brett Kavanaugh, Joe Biden now, mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm. <sighs> the answer is no, Ed. The answer is no. Uh, it's, it's leaning that way. I mean, we cancel people, but it's like. What was that kid's name? That swimmer that was uh, that raped that girl in the hallway. Brock something. Oh, I, I, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. But what are you talking about? They didn't. They didn't. They didn't fucking ruin his life. I, I mean, they we had to ruin his life. They had to like repost his picture and put his name out there, but they let that dude skirt. So I mean, yeah, like, man, we really, we really don't care about rape. No, we don't care. Damn. We don't care about a woman. That was a terrible way to end that segment. I mean, we just dropping these facts. I'm dropping facts. They may not feel that great. We have no answers. We have no solutions. I mean, if we did, we'd be in different spots. Different spots. We wouldn't be in my living room. I would. <laughs> oh, I or I have a better living room to be in. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that'd be it. Yeah, like. Um, do you have an education for this week? Uh, I'm gonna take a take a time out and stop and talk about the protests that are going on. Uh, the anti, like the like the stay the people pressing stay at home orders. The flu Klux Klan, as they're called. Oh, I like that. I like that. The flu Klux Klan. Yeah. Um, I'm team stay at home, but I think that a lot of times you see in the media, they're trying to they're polarizing the topic, and they it seems like. You know, every time they have, they show someone arguing to go back to work. They always seem to pick the militia guy with the a, with the AR-15, mm-hmm. or the person waving a Confederate flag, mm-hmm. or someone in blackface for some unknown reason. I don't know why we why, why we why are we in everything? Like, why is it always about us? We didn't even do anything. Yeah, no, we didn't. Like, why? We didn't need to be. In we that. didn't. Like, you could have you could have us out of it. You didn't have to be. Like I saw a little girl tap dancing with like Obama's face. It's like he's been he's, he's been in office for like three and a half years. Gotta blame somebody. Why? <laughs> we didn't do nothing. Gotta blame somebody. So sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, okay. Um yeah. but they always seem to show that person. And I think that uh I don't think that people that that the arg- argument to go back to work should be totally dismissed. Not because I don't I, I think it's I think it's very unsafe to go back to work at this point. But at the same time, it's like people are also, they can't afford to live at this point. That's also scary. Right. And I'm not saying, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm still team stay at home, but I think it's a mistake to dismiss it as just some far right wing fringe thing. Because I, I think it's more than, I think that there are some legitimate concerns and people not being able to go to work. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly people on every situation that, want to go back to work. It's just the ones that are protesting are seemingly disproportionately yeah. right wing conservatives. Yeah, that's what Trumpers. you're saying. Yeah, no, they're 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 definitely they're definitely an element to that. Um and it's an aggravating element to that. But I think what mistake is is to totally write it off as that. Cause right. the see because like if you were to look at the media you think that that's all that it is sometimes yeah and sometimes it's just like people that really just trying to make a living so like i really want to go back to work because i really liked my job and i really liked my clients and i liked making money to be quite honest exactly i liked liked what i worked i like what i do yeah but i can't deny the responsibility that i have as a neighbor right to say no it's all about me true it's all about what i want to do it's like you know there's some people that just can't afford to leave their homes right now yeah, because they're immune compromised, or they are already getting over COVID, and they know somebody they could go over with, or maybe they're just scared. Yeah, because that's that's a real thing too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the future there's like a development of agoraphobia. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So I mean, this is gonna have like a really lasting impact on all of us in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and I think it's important to just take our time with it. And not rush anything. Right. Yeah, we shouldn't rush anything, but they, at the same time, like there are people that can't afford their homes. True. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, and, and that could be just as bad in yeah. some cases because it's like, it's one thing where you're, you're worried about not getting sick, it's one thing you're about feeding your family. So, I mean, I don't want to just write that off as just you don't care about the safety of other people. It's like, I'm sure that if on idle circumstances, you would. Mm-hmm. But you just can't, and I think. But I also think that people are asking the wrong questions. It's just like, 
I think the question you should be asking is not about, um, you know, the government trying to keep you home. I just think the, the question should be in a global pandemic, why isn't the economy more prepared to take care of you? I had to just leave it right there. I had to leave it right there because that's a that sentiment right there, dude, that just that's everything because this whole thing has just cast a blinding light on all of the cracks in the system and you get we gotta face it like we have to face it like this shit's broken and this shown is broken and like we can't act like people are like can go back to normal like i was like things should not be normal there should there's gonna be a new normal because it has to be a new normal you know what's not broken our will to podcast in the <laughs> midst of an epidemic yeah, I'm really proud of us for staying strong. You know, honestly, the last couple of weeks, I've like not really been feeling it. Yeah, just talking to my phone, but like coming here today has been like, yeah, man, it feels right. Yeah, like, it feels good. Yeah. Um. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Thanks for rocking with us. We we hope that you're happy again with our high quality sound. Yeah, like we're talking on the beat and shit now. Talking on the beat. Back, back in, in the booth. booth. <laughs> this is that's that's the name of the episode. The one where we're back in the back booth. Back in the booth. Um. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at State Your Take. Check out our Spotify playlist, the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron. And peruse our wares on our store. I don't know if we're back up to shipping yet, but you can try. Yeah. We got to work on that, too. We got we should probably work on that while we're still kind of in semi-quarantine. We yeah. should come up with some new ideas. Um, what else? You got anything to say to the people? I love most of you. I love most of you. The rest of you, you don't really care for. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you again next week. Yeah. Gamma Gator Productions.